When we want to protect ourselves from falling, we have to attach ourselves to something higher. And here's a very important yesoid in Avoidus in HaTshuva. When I was about 11 years old, we were building the sukkah together with my brothers, and we were trying to put, build a shlach. We were on the third floor of an apartment in Borapak. And it was very difficult. Every year we had different ideas. It was, we always had trouble with it. And part of the problem was that we couldn't attach to the, we couldn't bang any nails. The landlord, wouldn't, the landlord wouldn't allow us to bang nails into the roof. So we were attaching things with tape and with staples into the, shul, into the shingles, fragnish, and it would fall down, it would crash down. We said, we have to be able to bang nails into the roof, or else it's not going to go. So we decided to get up the car, we approached the landlord and said, look, we're working so hard on the shlach. Please, let us just bang, let us bang one nail. If I had one nail, I could hold up the whole shlach. He was a nice man. He said, I know the laws of I'll let you put in one nail, but not more. So I went to the hardware store, I bought a nail that was about eight inches long. <laughs> Spike. And I, and I brought it, and we took that one piece of wood, and we attached others, we banged and banged and banged until that thing went in, and then we attached the, the things to the gutters, and the thing held, and the schlock went up and down and up and down. It didn't keep the rain out, but it went up and down. <laughs> it was mamish unbelievable. And the whole thing was hanging on one nail that was banged in all the way. You ever see mountain climbers? You know how mountain, how mountain climbers climb up a mountain? They tie themselves with ropes. You have six or seven fellows, and they take these spikes, and they bang them into the granite, into the, into the stone wall, the stone face of the mountain, and they attach a rope, and they pick themselves up. And even when one of them slips, they can all go tumbling, but when it catches to that point where it's banged in, they're going to stay tight, and they're going to hang tight. It's not going to let them fall. When we want to be Nisala, we have to have such yesedos. We have to be able, you know, all of us have yesedos that so much depend on. Shmir, Shabbos, Trillin, basics of Yiddishkeit that hold us, in, in, hold us in place. If we were to raise the height of some of those things that are basics, and other things would become basic, it would hold us up kind, it would lift us to a different level of life. But it has to be banged in. It has to be an eight-inch nail. It can't just be, you know, uh, wishy-washy. It's got to be for real. And people who do this see a different life. I've heard from a yid. Many yid will tell you this. Who a few years ago began daf yoimi. And he began daf yoimi, decided to kabbali. He was a yid who didn't learn much and wasted a lot of time. But he decided he's ready to be moisen nefesh. The man was crying when he was describing how it changed his life. He's one of those guys who runs out in the middle of the chasana with the photostat to do the daf. He's connected to Torah. He's got to say, he knows what the daf is. He's learning. He's been, everything, his whole life is more choshev. It's a different level of life, legamri. But he took it and he banged it in and he said he's sticking with it. He raised his quality of life. He raised his level of ruchnias by banging in a nail a little bit higher than what he had before. But he decides that no matter what, he's going to be moisten nefesh, not to miss tefillah b'tzibur. Could be on a trip. He's going to find out where he's going. There's twelve o'clock. He's going to run to shlim. He's going to find a place. He's going to be moisten nefesh. He's not giving it up. Lose how is he going to daven? His davening will be a different davening. His kavanah will be different. When you daven, you ask the 
he becomes more rachmiyastic. Everything around him gets gets lifted up. Midas, avoidus, amidus. There's so much avoidus. There's so much that a person can better himself. Look, sitting before you, there's an opportunity for a person to bang in a nail. Shmiras haloshin yoyimi. Many of you can see the, the sheet in front of you. Imagine if we would listen to the Hayrov Gidoyle Abdoy who said that every Yid should learn every day two halachas. And it would be Chok Veloy Abdoy. Our lives would be so, so different. We'd be so aware of what comes out of our mouth. We'd be so nizzer in what we say. And when this is what we say, we become better people, the people around us. Our house, the ruach in the house becomes a different ruach. It becomes full of the ebus, full of sweetness. We become an ice gout and a mensch. Everything gets lifted up. Erevim keepers that take upon oneself a kabbalah like this. It's straight from tzaddikim. It's written in svarim, a dovah noira. The Yom Noiroi Rosh Hashanah Kaddish Baruch was Mashpia all the Shefa for the coming year. And every year, he gives a person one Koya, one new Koya that he didn't have before. That if he would be Makab, there's a Kabbalah that a person could be Makabal on himself. That on Rosh Hashanah it's given to him a Matona that he will see, has the Siyatah the Shemaya, that he will not fall. We make many Kabbalahs, the many Kabbalahs have to work very hard to keep. But every Rosh Hashanah comes with a gift from the Rebbeinu Shalolim, that is one level we can lift ourselves up higher than we were before, and we can keep it and we can stick to it. If we would do this year after year, we would be Nisroim and we would become Bnei Aliyah. Also, a true regret for what he did and he wants to become close to the Rabbeinah he should know that once he does tshuva he's beloved by the Rabbeinah but we don't feel it we don't believe it properly why is it? why do we feel that way? so we don't know what happens we're not finished we see how tshuva is something it's, it's a half measure sure we do tshuva so we don't know we're mavulba, we're worried, we're confused. We have to reach the Rabbeinu Shalom to get his mechila. And the mele, we don't believe in our tshuva. That's what the Torah is telling us. We're making a fundamental mistake. Mikotzel ha-kotzel. Loi ba Tshuva is not that you have to go up and kriech into Shomayim and beg mechila from the Rabbeinu Shalom. It's koroi ve'lecho mo'oid mefich, it's be'noi le'vein atzmecho. If you do, the Rebbein is not waiting for you to bait him iber, he's waiting for you to become better. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu does a chesed, that Yom Kippur, he erases the cheshben, and we continue again, and we start. If not for Yom Kippur, we wouldn't last more than a year. I don't have to say for Achinach. It's pshutei kemashmoi. We're going to be cleansed. We're going to be purified. Lifnei Hashem titoru. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants a shinui letoiv in all of us. What could we do in this short time? Chazal tell us, Yesh koina oilomoi b'shoa achas. One can acquire an entire world in one show. The Svarim say, Shoa achas is Miloshan, a turn. Belkayin, Belmuchos, Eloi, Shoa. 
in one turn in the right direction. You know, in, in the Gashmir's Dika world, there's a hill between going uphill and going downhill. Going downhill is very, very easy. And it seems so easy that it seems gishmak. Somebody told me that this summer, he was in Route 17 in the mountains. You know, we have those steep hills with his children in the car. And the Ebshel and his brakes failed. And he couldn't stop the car. And he's picking up speed and he's going faster and faster. And he's saying, tell him. He doesn't know what's going to be over here. And his kids on the back are saying, Wee! Tati, faster, faster! It's Givaldic! Until he saw a hill, he turned into the side, was able to go up, and the car came to a stop. Sometimes we think because things are going Givaldic and everything is going. So we think we're moving, but we're actually moving downhill. But when we stop and we face the other direction, we start going up. We've touched the shore, Achas. In these days, we have to turn ourselves around. We have to make that one turn. It doesn't matter how low on the staircase I am. But I'm going up. So Panos is going, okay, Baruch I can breeze through today. Everything's all right. Let me get to the next Baruch. A person knows what he needs. A person has to be mechavin by every single brach of Shmoyna Esra. Because every moment the Rabbi Islam is mechadish b'choyem tuvein masi bereishis. He gives us a constant chiyas. Nobody knows what he needs. Two years ago I was in Eretz Yisrael for a chas and I was meant to be in Eretz Yisrael for two days. And then there was a strike. The whole country shut down and you couldn't get a flight out. I was very happy. There were many people who were upset. But uh, look, what can you do? I can't get back. It was a weekend at Yisrael. No, so a weekend at Yisrael. You can't get out. You run to Mekayim as Hakadoshim and you daven and you nutzoyis as Hagelegen. That's such an opportunity to be in Eretz Yisrael. You try to daven, you try to learn. Yeah, Came back from Eretz Yisrael two days later. Mamish, two days later, my mother Leah Shalom was suddenly diagnosed with a terrible, terrible illness. The doctors then said it was, it was hopeless. And six months later, she wasn't with us anymore. And I thought, how we davened in those six months? A week before she was in such a sakana, I had no idea. I was in Eretz by the Koisel, in Tzvas, in Meron, Tveriah, that we need refuah. I didn't dream, and then Mr. Staten Swan is a matzah before the Choyli becomes, before the Choyli becomes known, it's not an Indian of a nest, and it could be refuas, even the Malam and Atev, it's a ganze different matzah. Who knew? Who knew what I, what I had passed up, what I didn't realize? Anybody knows what he needs. Sevechsidim writes, the person davens like that, he says, only for what he needs. The Mastinim, Asoitnim, and Sotan says in Shomayim, Ein Roy Lekabot Filosoi. He's not Choshish for Kloid Shomayim. Look at Rosh Hashanah, a day when Sifrei Chaim, Sifrei Mesim, Psuchim. We're all on trial for our lives, our families, everybody who's close to us. And what do we daven? The Yeda Kol Pol, Kiyata Piyata, there should come the time, the Yovan Kol Yitzur, Meloich, and Kol Oilam Kulubich Vaydero, Malchus Shamayim, again and again and again. This is what Klai Yisrael begs for on a day when they're on trial. And he said, if you would be misboyed in all the Tfilas, this is the Shayrish of all Tfilas. So we've got a few days. To show the Rabbi Nishlam our, our true Ritzoyness. We're going to say tonight in Slichas, 
All of us want to fear your name. The Gehelig of Chofetz Chaim, who 67 years ago tonight was Nifta. Chofetz Chaim's yard site, first day of Slichus. He explained these words that we're going to say soon. He explained with a marshal. So there was two Gvirim who were Meshadach, they did a Shidduch with each other. And they each agreed on a certain day to put money aside. And they have to put the money for the Nad, and each side has to put his Chelik. And the first Gvir put his Chelik. And the second one, a camera shchaydish nissen. He said, "So he doesn't have the money, and he hasn't put it together." So it's fine. It's a fine man. He said, "You know, we'll wait another three months." Comes then Tamas. Again, he doesn't have. He has got a quarter of the money he could put down. So we wait another few months till Cheshvan. Comes again. He said, "Just see a half. He can produce more." And the chassan is getting close. He says, "Look, we made a deal. A deal is a deal. If you can't, um, if you, he says, look, I can't. This, I can't give any more." He said, "Look, you backed out. You broke the tnoim. You can't continue." And when the Gvir went, he was Meshadach with somebody else who put the Nadim down. And they had Chasana, and they had a child. And it came time to make a bris. And he's going through his list of which people he should invite. Inviting all his Mechutonim. And his fellow was helping. He says, what about that fellow who nearly became your Mechutin? Shouldn't we invite him too? He says, for Sepp. <laughs> what do you mean? He was almost. He's not Stamav. I'm not related to him. Yeah, but it was almost the Shidduch. He was almost your mechutin. He says, surely he has a mockum at this. Similarly, it was the Meshuli. He says, why should I invite him? He says, 100% right. He says, well, he says, no, but he really wanted. He just didn't have the money. He wasn't able to. Bets and he wanted the shidduch. No reason. A normal person would say, forget, he's not part of my simcha. Why should I invite him? By the Rebbeinah of Chaim, the Rebbeinah Shalom could tell us the same thing. What are we? are full of Ritzainas. We say, There are so many things that are stopping us. And the Rebbeinah Shalom could say, It's all fine and wonderful, but I need you to produce. You haven't delivered the goods. The Rebbeinah Shalom says no. The Rebbeinah Shalom says every rotsen of a yid. And not only the Ritzoynes of a yid, the Chesidosh Shisvarim tell us even the rotsen to have a rotsen. Sometimes we're so cold, we, can't, we don't even want, we wish, I wish I wanted. That's called Rava the Ravim. That's the rotsen of the rotsen. Velen sevelen is oichetaya by the Rebbeinah Shalom. That could also be a shoachas, one turn, one rotsen, to be close to the Rebbeinah Shalom, the Chavetz Chaim. That's what we say tonight. We say, Tatezisen himel hakel chafetzim liyereshemecha. We want so much to fear you. It's such a difficult dar, such difficult nisiyonis. It's a dar of ikz the Meshicha. There's such a gas, there's such a tumor. And all of us want to lift ourselves up. My Tyre Neshamala, you need a vacation. Here, take my credit card and you go to the most luxurious resort and you live it up. Luxuriate! Let the Neshama experience moisturous. Not just barely existing on starvation rations. Comes a Choy Deshele, comes Himei Asliches. Let the Neshama have a bash. Sit down tomorrow and learn an extra hour. Ah, the Neshama is like... It's not used to it, such high life, you know? Let's get used to it a bit. Davin, with extra kavana. Poor person comes to your door, give him a varma shalom aleichem, ask him how he's doing. Don't be impatient with him. Be mevata to your chava. Try to work on a middah. And the shalom, ah, shalom is enjoying, enjoying. Chayim of luxus, give him a little bit of luxury life. Malchus. We torment the neshama. Imagine you would tell somebody to wear 
an article of clothing that that person hated. I look terrible in it. Make him wear such a beggar. Or make her wear such a beggar. To a chasana, to a simcha person. I can't. Take a beggar that's not sneezdik. It's not always galat la And a person puts it on. And then a shama is dying of embarrassment. I can't wear that. I can't take it. Shame. The shama is ashamed. Give the neshama some chayim. That's what these days are. When it comes Yom Kippur, we say, says, Ah, you look like a new person. You look like a mensch. The occasion did wonders for you. And maybe we can extend it a little bit too. They have to go right back. Don't send them right back to the grind of the dungeon. Rosh Hashanah is about Believing and knowing our true madrego, our neshama's madrego. Our neshama is a chelik elikami mal. Think of that kipshute, what that means. If we were to, to reflect on that, it would boggle our minds. We think we want one thing, we want this, we don't. You know, neshama means, means the, the peace of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in us. Kaddish Baruch Hu is kulay toiv. He only wants to be mated. Somebody else is matzliach, maybe we're jealous of him. And we wish, we say, he doesn't deserve it. Why is he have it so good? I have it so difficult. And we have feelings of kinah. Underneath all that, my neshama is so happy, so delighted, because it's a piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's chanan v'racham, it's toy, so happy, like a father is happy for a child's hatzlacha. When I think, I want to waste time, I don't want to focus on learning, I don't want to focus on davening, that's not me. That's my goof. My neshama wants nothing else. But ruchnius, with kedusha, that's what my neshama wants. That's the real existence, the true life. Life at the point, at the kates, at his oirus, at the kiyashayfu, when we are awake, when we are tokua, at the gut of life, at the root of existence, at the source of emes. And we can feel that, and we can experience it. The word shuva, tshuva, is the same as shev, as sitting. Shev is a lotion of kvius, of being miyushov, of not being disconnected. Yerbiruchim writes in a shmuz, says, you'll notice, if you're very sensitive, you could feel the truth of what he says. When we do what's right, when we learn, when we dive, when we overcome the Yad Sahara, we feel a certain heaviness in ourselves. We feel ourselves becoming anchored to existence. We feel that we're really there. As soon as we do what we shouldn't be doing, we can feel ourselves floating. We feel ourselves, we're not kavua, we're not anchored. We feel disconnected to anything that's real. We feel that we're entering a, 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 uh, an insecure existence. Because that's not who we really are. We're leaving ourselves. We live in a time when Yishev Hadas is a very precious commodity. We live in a world we are flying about. In Yiddish, say, 
We don't have patience. We don't have Yishuv to be Kavua. Take a look. Shabbos by davening. Just turn around right after Kedusha. And you'll see like Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. People are walking out. They don't know where they're going. Everybody's running out. We sat too long. Maybe, look, maybe it's a protest against the Chazan. I don't know what's going on. But it's here to a Kenish. A Kenish. We're so... We're so not used to being miyushiv, to being connected to the cell phone existence. We're never anywhere. We're not at a simcha. We're not by learning. Wherever we are, we're, we're, we're connected to so many different places. We're, not, we're never doing properly what we should be doing. There's no yeshiva. There's no yeshuv. The cell phone is just an indication of it, about how we're not miyushiv. We're not connected anywhere. You know, you look at you look in the Marzer by the Tkiyas, you look after each one says Shev. Tkiyas Shev is Shev. The word Tkiyas, Tkua. What does Tkua mean in Tanakh? A Yosei that's Tkua, a spike that's entrenched, it's banged into the ground tight that it can't budge. In true life, a person can't be budged, can't be moved. He's Tkua. He's Shev. He's Tshuva. In the world of Hefkeris, the world that's not din, the world where things don't really count, where words don't really mean, where I'm never anywhere, the thing isn't serious, it's all about image or what the other guy says or thinks, it's a Hefkeris, it's a Bilbal Amoiches. A person isn't Tokua, he isn't Miyushiv. Moedik Etzemach Tzedek in the Sefer Derech Mitzvah he says the Kavon of Rosh Hashanah, he says, we have Rosh Hashanah every day for a few seconds. Every day we say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod, that's Rosh Hashanah. The Avoid of Rosh Hashanah, he writes, is for 48 hours to live with the Gavon of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod. When we say Shema, we cover our eyes. There's nothing else, well, there's not meant to be anything else except Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod. That's what Rosh Hashanah means, to be tokua in the Chaim of the Rabbeinu Shalolo. The Rebbe Rabbunim once said, they asked the Rebbe Rabbunim, did he have a good Rosh Hashanah? He said, yes, I was able to have one machshabu throughout the whole Rosh Hashanah. The Chedush writes, Melchemes Goigu Mogoig means, in the spiritual sense, that we won't be able to concentrate on six words, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, without our minds wandering. We could all relate to it. We all understand what that means. Yishuv Hadas, Tshuva, Shabbos. What's the word? Shabbos, rest. Imru Lofani Malchias, Kedeshet Hamlichuni Aleichem. The seventh meter, Shabbos is Malchus. Yismuchu Malchuscho. This hachonah needs to have a yishuv in a person's maizim. If a person lives his life, he does whatever he pleases. He says whatever is oila al-ruchoi. He looks wherever it interests him at that moment. He listens to whatever interests him at that moment without giving a thought. That's a life without yishuv. That's a floating existence. He's just being thrown back and forth like a ping-pong ball. That couldn't be more the opposite, the antithesis of Din, of Tekiah Shoifer, of Hisoirus. And we need to think about this, Rabbi Isai. 
A person has to ask himself, what am I different than a behemoth? I do whatever I please. I don't do whatever I please. I'm a yid. I go to daven. I go to learn. I keep tayru mitzvahs. Sure. A cow also works plenty. He plows a field. He does what he has to do when he's forced to do it. He does what he has to do. But the moment there's anything he doesn't have to do, he does kikol ha'oyla al-ruchoy. He eats grass, we eat kugel. doesn't make a difference. If we would honestly look at, we would examine ourselves, what am I doing differently than what I want to do except for what I'm forced to? I have to be able to look at these days. These days of Achana. I'm being margu myself to din. To be able to say to myself, my life is practically different. It's more miyushiv. It's more accountable. It's more connected to din. Am I learning more? As my Am I being more careful? Am I working on not getting angry? Am I being careful how I speak to another person? Do I walk on the street and do I guard my eyes or just let my eyes dance around wherever they please to look? Where are my hanhogos lemaisa different? What am I doing that I don't have to do? And that is where life begins.